Lady Ballers. Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. What's up, Lady Ballers? Today on the podcast, we have Jalen Howell. Jalen is currently playing at FSU and already won two national championships there. She made her U.S. Women's National Team debut this past fall. We love chatting with her about choosing the right fit for her to grow and develop as a player, the importance of education, and appreciating her experience. Enjoy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love your guys' page and I've always followed it. So thank you. That's awesome. That always brings joy to our ears. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you right now? Um, I'm in my apartment at Florida State. Nice. I know. It's so crazy. You're still at school, right? Yeah, yeah. It is crazy just because a lot of the environments I'm in is like nobody's in school. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's wild. And we're just going to jump right into it. But I, we would love to hear about your like growing up playing soccer, like how you ended up at FSU and a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, of course. Um, see, I grew up in Colorado um, and Colorado is kind of a soccer powerhouse for whatever reason right now. And it has been in past years. Um so I grew up playing in Fort Collins. Um, I played since I was three or four, something like that. I've always been in love with the game. Um, I've always kind of prioritized, prioritized that sport over all of them. I've played you know, volleyball, track, basketball, but I've always, I've always loved soccer. Um, so I ended up moving to Real, Colorado, uh, where Sophie Smith and Mal Pugh always uh, have played also. Um, and from there, um, they developed me, um, you know, more than I could even imagine. Just uh, Lauren Donaldson and Rivers Gunthery, they uh, really were the foundation for me. And um, I think, well, I had to drive down to practice actually an hour and a half every day from Fort Collins. And Sophie Smith and I would actually drive together every day to practice. Um, so honestly, like growing up, Soccer was always prioritized for me. Um, leave right after school at four, you know, get there at practice by six, uh, come straight home, do homework in the car. Um, so I'd say from an early age, I've always been very invested. And um, so then uh, obviously from there, um, in terms of national team, uh, I've been in the system since I think I was 14 years old. Um, and I kind of just climbed the ranks with that, um, went to the U 17 world cup, uh, and then the U 20. Um, and along that process, uh, Florida state had been in contact with me. I think I committed my sophomore year. Um, it's funny cause every time I'm here, like everyone's like, Oh, like you're from Colorado. Like you should be, you know, you, I thought you'd like want it cold and stuff. I'm like, no, that's why I moved to a coast. Like, <laughs> Um, so I wanted to go to a coast, honestly, playing in cold weather for that long. I was like, I need to get out of here. But, um, so I chose Florida state though. Um, not only for that reason, obviously, but I think the program here is the most professional college team program, uh, you can find. And even my first visit, the way they play, the way they train, um, off the field, on the field, I think it really embodied what I was looking for in terms of a professional environment. And obviously those are my aspirations since I was young is to become a pro and be on the national team. Um, and Mark and Mike and Ema, um, my coaches here, they treat you like pros. And so I think that was 
really what I was looking for. And uh, Mark and I had a great connection um, from the start. And so, uh, yeah, and then I ended up here and I've loved it ever since. Yeah, we were just talking to Carson Pickett, who went to FSU. She said the same exact things. Like, they treat you like professionals there, and it must be so awesome and and also hard, but awesome to get used to it and not have so much of a culture shock when you actually end up going playing pro if that's what you want to do. You know, like, it's really so cool to hear that. Um, and at the time, like, did you, did you, were you considering other schools too, or was it like, you want to go to FSU? That was your number one choice. Yeah, of of course I was, you know, I had UCLA, um, Penn state, a lot of schools, but I just really felt with the professional environment and what Mark had to offer, um, that this was the right fit for me. So. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you feel you've grown as a player from your freshman year in college to now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's funny. Cause we'll look at film sometimes from games in my freshman year. I'm like, everyone's like, who is that? I'm like, that's me. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I, I just look like I'm like clueless on the field. Honestly, like, it's just funny. Um, the way Mark has kind of took me under his wing and, and developed me. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for that. And just the way he's helped me learn, you know, things like spacing and timing and movement and stuff like that as a holding mid, that's very important. And um, develop me as, you know, a holding mid who can not only be the destroyer winning headers, winning tackles and stuff like that, that has always been a part of my game, but also switching the point of the field, um, more the technical side of the game that sometimes as a holding mid, it's, it's hard to find both, both sides of that. So I think him developed me to have both aspects of, of that, of the game. I think it's, it's amazing. Has that been your position since forever? Yeah. You always, yeah. yeah. You never had to, you never forced into it. <laughs> I, yeah, I played attack mid here and there, but I think holding mid has always been my primary position. Nice. What was it like uh, getting in the system to play with the national team at 14 years old? I would imagine that I would be an absolute like head case. <laughs> like I'd be oh. such a mess, but like, what was that like yeah. for you? And was it more like excitement or nerves or how was it? Yeah. I mean, I was saying I was a head case. Like I, I've had to learn, like, I think the national team has made me grow on and off the field um, in so many ways. Um, at 14, I came in, I wasn't confident. I wasn't assertive. I didn't really like, know my place, stuff like that. And as the years went on, I had to learn, you know, it's okay to be on, on the field and, and be aggressive and, and um, take charge and stuff like that. So I think, you know, I've had to, to learn throughout the years in order to do that and take charge of the game and stuff like that. And my mentality and, you know, camps are so intense and you're competing every day against your teammates and, um, honestly growing up, you know, it was a competitive environment, but I don't think it was anything compared to the U teams or obviously the full team now. And I think that was really eye opening for me at 14. And I think it's helped me here at college. And, um, as I progressed in club, just the mentality piece, uh, each and every day to get better and compete. Yeah. How do you think that, uh, getting rid of that anxious feeling like how did how did you I guess how did you conquer that feeling because obviously yeah. you talk about like going in and being nervous and then learning that it's okay to be aggressive but that's like easier said than done to just be like oh yeah I should be assertive on the field like what was your process like for overcoming 
you know, that anxiousness when playing, because that's something that so many girls really struggle with. Yeah. I mean, I still get anxious. I don't think that feeling will ever go away. Um, you know, before games is still the nerves and, Oh, like, how am I going to play and this and that, but I think it's not get, it's not, um, necessarily getting rid of that feeling, but it's just learning how to cope and make the most of that feeling. So I think obviously like a, a big part of it for me was, was the confidence thing. And I think learning how to grow into the game. So at first, you know, I'd always think like, Oh, I, I need to make a huge impact on the game. But I think um, I've learned that, you know, at first, like, I'm just going to get a couple touches here and there. I'm just going to connect the game. I'm just going to do this and that help my teammates out. And then you kind of grow into the game. So I think it's just learning different processes like that and learning, you know, pregame routines, what makes me the most mentally focused I can be. And I think that's, that's a process and handling those nerves, um, the best I can through that process. And so I don't think I'll, you know, I think, it's honestly good to be nervous because that means you care. That means you're invested, but it's just learning how to process those feelings and how to make the most of it and on the field. Um, you know, before a game it's, it's gets me hyped up rather than, you know, the nerves and anxiety part now. Yeah. You are channeling the energy to be positive and like putting it to work rather than letting it be like crippling, which, yeah, you know, like you're definitely doing the right thing and what, something that I wish I had done more in college. Um, so can you, you experience, you are, are an age where you got to experience college and then you got to experience college with college with COVID restrictions. So like, can you tell us about your experience right now with, with how that worked like last year? Um, you know, how did that, how did that affect you in your game? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously across the country and the world, um, it's affected everybody a little different. Um, I think for me, uh, when COVID initially hit, um, I didn't know how long it was going to be just like the rest of us. I didn't know how long we were going to have training facilities, uh, uh, team training, stuff like that. So my main focus for a while was, um, I'm going to do the best I, I can be the best I can be in fitness and my touches, stuff like that. So for a while, I didn't even go home. Um, I stayed here at Florida state just because, um, as you guys know, Florida's a little different with the restrictions and stuff. So there were fields open and, um, I stayed here with my teammates and, uh, trained every day as much as I could. Um, I think it's been easy for people to look at it and be like, Oh, it's a little break. But, um, I knew that when I knew that when people came back, you know, people were going to look at it like that as if it was a break and I didn't want to take that break. Um, so, you know, communicating to my coaches, what can I work on individually every single day? Um, and then obviously like in the summer, like continuing to do that. And I think obviously not being in a team environment, uh, it really impacted me personally, just because you lean on your team um, to help you grow and get better each and every day. So, you know, my teammates here push me to become a better player and training on your own is great. But when you don't have that, I think it really um, kind of affects you the first couple months you get back. So when I first got back, um, you know, it is different playing in a team environment rather than by yourself. So adjusting to that was kind of hard for me. Um, but then as we got back and as we got into the swing of things, um, I think 
the discipline part and staying mentally focused was very important for me um, just because there are so many different things going on right now in the world. And with, with COVID being the main one, um, just being able to stay locked in, train, not have like distractions and, and follow the protocols in place in order to give me and my team the best success possible. And um, I think our team did a great job in that in the fall and just embodying that and leaning on each other and, and following the protocols in order to win that ACC championship. Um, and then obviously now, uh, since we kind of have gotten in the routine of doing that, um, I think it's easy to lose focus, but I think, you know, our team has done a great job just because we were used to it in the fall. Yeah. You guys obviously stayed very focused because you won the national championship last year. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Tell us about that. Like, that season that that finishing that season that way and and putting in all that time like it must have been such an amazing feeling to like lift that trophy and everything can you tell us about that day yeah well 2018 I was a freshman um and which is looking back I was such a different player and person um than I am now and so looking back I think I had a different role on the team um of just, you know, helping my teammates, connecting games, stuff like that. And um, I don't think freshman year, I realized how big of a deal it was, honestly, winning that national championship. And now that I've gone through a couple seasons, um, it's just so incredibly hard to do, uh, just have all the pieces fit together and the discipline throughout the season and um, on and off the field and, and stuff like that. So I think now I have more of appreciation, honestly, than that day. Um, when we lifted the trophy, but obviously like that was, I think that was the first time I've ever won anything. So <laughs> I, that was like incredible to me at the moment. But like I said, I think now I have a whole different appreciation um, with the college experience that I've had and how hard it is to actually do that. It's so true. I feel like as you get older, you just like, it's more, more comes from the heart and your and passion of playing. And you're just like, for some of us, we don't play pro after college. So it's like, oh my gosh, like as you get older, I need to care more about this and win and do my best. Cause I'm going to leave, you know, the field, but for you, like, I just like, what is your next plan? Like, do you plan on playing in the NWSL? Like after you graduate, like, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so I'll graduate in December, actually. Um, that's one thing that Mark is, you know, very good at in, uh, at Florida State is, you know, helping us graduate in three and a half years. So we're prepared for the draft in January. So I'll graduate in December. Um, and then I'm, as of right now, I will be going into the NWSL draft. It's so exciting. Did you have to, for that to happen, do you have to take on a ton of more classes at once? Yeah, yeah. Summer classes, um, each semester it is more classes, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, a couple of years ago, it seemed like, oh my gosh, like every semester, five classes, this and that. And, but now I'm so grateful that I pushed through it. And cause now, you know, in December I'm able, I'm able to leave. Yeah. And also with COVID, like that's another positive with COVID, <laughs> you're home anyway, majority of the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. I think that's a different experience as well. Um, none of the athletes here really have in-person classes. So in the morning, you know, we'll w wake up and make our coffee, do our online classes and head to practice, just same thing every day. But that's, I think that's part of the discipline um, that I was talking about with, with COVID. And it's just funny how overwhelming that can seem as a freshman, like 
So think of like having to do all of that. Like if you looked at the big picture and you're like, holy crap, I have to take extra classes every semester, try and balance schoolwork, playing and everything so I can graduate early so I can enter the draft. That's that it seems so daunting at first. But then, like you were saying, you know, after your freshman year, you like now you probably wouldn't even you wouldn't even know what to do with all your free time if you have extra classes every semester. It's the worst thing ever with NARPs. Like, what do they do? so much time. <laughs> that's what we say every day I'm like I just see I'm like what do you do every day but like they yeah. party yeah <laughs> classes I'm like really the discipline is really huge and I think that's a huge takeaway that lady ballers listening can can get from you like when you set your priorities and you get them in order if it takes you until freshman year to do so still do it because like your, your the remainder of your college career is going to depend on you doing that and putting soccer in school first and then trying to find the balance of a social life, which leads us to ask you, like, how do you stay balanced? Like, how do you manage just somewhat of a social life and like relaxing off time and then also playing at such a high level? Yeah, of course. Um, I think honestly, um, my social life is involved around soccer. So leaning on my teammates and leaning on my coaches and having fun within the environment. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be separated. Uh, my teammates are, you know, my best friends. I'm not just saying that, like they're my roommates are the people I lean on. You see them every day. So I think it's important, you know, it also helps on the field and off the field um, team chemistry. And so I think for me, um, the social life, uh, obviously, you know, in college, it's a little difficult, but especially with COVID, like you got to lean on your teammates, you got to lean on the people closest to you. And um, so I think it's just, just like the little things, you know, you grind every day through, through school and soccer and you're committed. And um, once you do get a little bit of free time, it's that much sweeter just because, you know, you, you feel like you've earned it and you feel like now it's like, okay, I've done everything I can to help my, my craft. Um, on the field and, and my success in school. And then when you do get that little bit of free time just to relax, I think it's, it's that much better. Plus you have the beach in Florida. So another thing you have to balance say, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say, we have an off day, we're going to the beach for yeah, sure. So awesome. I think, yeah, that's that's part of the, the social aspect and, and balancing is definitely, you know, the beach. And like I said, the little things like that, um, taking breaks and, uh, just movie nights here and there. Like, I think it's just the little things that, that really help. I was also balancing, like playing on the national team while being in school as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I talk about that all the time because here in the past couple of camps, um, I've been the only college player. So obviously in a camp environment, they don't really fit in time for school just because Mm -hmm. most people aren't in school. So I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Yeah. So I think um, for me, it was a great lesson in, you know, how I time manage everything by myself, because here it's a little easier where everybody around me is in school. Um, You know, we have practice in the afternoon so that I can do classes in the morning, stuff like that. But I think at camp, it really taught me, um, you know, the organization stuff, keeping on top of it, stuff like that. And I think you're so busy in camp and um, in terms of, you know, meetings, meals, practice, stuff like that, lifts. Um, I think finding the time to do it in between um, was definitely hard, but honestly, like 
it was better than me just like laying in bed all day. So it actually like gave me something to do, keep my mind in check and focus and stuff like that. Um, kind of gave me an escape away from, from, you know, soccer and, and an environment there. So I actually didn't mind it, but it de- definitely um, <laughs> kept me on my toes and every day figuring out, Oh, am I going to, you know, when's practice today? Do I have to, you know, email my teacher that I can't be there and, and coordinating that. But um, honestly, like I said, it's just a privilege to be there no matter what. So I try to find the positive in it. And I am the only college player here. I got to embrace that. Definitely. It's, it must be so hard, but once you get into a routine of, and a habit of doing that and like prioritizing and looking at your day and moving things around, it, it, it will get easier mm-hmm. for players who don't do that, you know? So it's just a great mindset to have too about it. What's your major? Sociology, and uh, I'm minoring in public administration. That's awesome. So was it being able to graduate something that was really important to you and getting that degree? It is, yeah. Um, I obviously had the opportunity last December um, to go into the draft and, and stuff like that. But um, for me and my family, it's, it's a huge deal for me to be able to get my degree and graduate. And I think uh, school is also very valuable and soccer is not going to last forever, you know, um, and I want to be able to do things after that. And to be able to have a degree in education was very important to me. That's awesome. I'm curious, did you have any role models growing up or do you have any right now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, Abby Wambach was my role model growing up and she's still a huge role model and she inspires, you know, generations of, of young girls. Um, so definitely for me, but also, you know, players like Becky Sarbron and Alex Morgan. And then, you know, the first couple times I was in camp, I was like, I have your jersey at home. Like, this is so weird. Yeah, like, how surreal is that for you? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know, I think playing with them, uh, the first couple camps, um, it was, it was just such this, like, oh my gosh, like, there she is. And, uh, just because growing up, I was such a big fan. And I think it took me uh, a little bit in camps to be like, you know, I, I belong here because, you know, I've always just like looked up to them so much. Um, so I just think it's funny and I, you know, I'm comfortable enough to like tell them that now and like Becky, like I had your Jersey, like, you know, it's just, it, I think it's, it's really funny, but, um, I've always looked up to them and I still look up to them now, you know, I, each and every day looking at them at training, just how they handle themselves on and off the field is, is something I've never seen before, um, in terms of the way, you know, they recover their training habits, stuff like that. And I'm still, it's, it's a, such a privilege and honor to, to learn from players like that. I would be like, so giddy on the field. Like it would be like, <laughs> I'd be like I just passed the ball to you. <laughs> for like at least the first, at least the first week. And then I'd be like, you need to calm down. And like, yeah, <laughs> no, of course. And it's the balance. I'm like, okay. Like I can't act like that. So I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to act like cool. But I see, you know, Carly hit this amazing finish and I'm just over there like you like that was sick like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like so so it's funny but um definitely definitely a privilege to be able to to do that and see that definitely um I'm wondering what type of player you are like do you celebrate the small wins like for example the fact that you had a debut on the national team with like your idols like do you celebrate those moments 
or are you the player that's like, okay, this is cool, but like, I'm going to, I can keep going. I can keep pushing. Like there's better things. Like, so I feel like we've talked to so many professionals and we get, you know, we see both, both opinions on it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's obviously important to celebrate the little things. And um, personally, I've worked so hard to reach a lot of those goals, but it's, it's not the end. It's never the end. And um, you know, I always think of Tom Brady's quote is like, Oh, what's your favorite ring? It's, it's the next one. And for me, that's, you know, always something that I've kind of embodied my mentality is just like, um, you can celebrate the moments at that time, but not living in that moment too long to not reach your future goals. And so I think for me, that's always kind of what's kept me going is, yeah, I, I got to camp and I'm playing with these incredible players. Um, but in future years, I want to go to World Cup. I want to win an Olympics. I, I, I want to be a starter and stuff like that. It's just um, once you reach there, it's setting that new goal, uh, the next goal. And, um, you know, here at Florida State, yeah, we won a national championship, but can we do that every year? So it's just like, I think for me, um, I like to take time to, to really soak in the moment, but I don't want to stay there. Yeah, That's great it, advice. it makes sense, too, because I feel like professional athletes just have that mindset of they're not complacent. And like, that's why you guys are like, you're the best, because you're continuing to build on top of like, you know, your successes. And you probably also learn um, so much through them, too. You're like, okay, here's what worked. Here's what didn't. And then you toss what didn't. And you keep going in the direction of what worked. And that's just so cool. And you really are an inspiration. Like, I wish I could, we all three of us wish we can go back and like, just do it all again. The, the Like with all the advice that we're getting now, <laughs> <laughs> like to just, you know, right. mentally, like that's a mental thing, mental side of the game to just be so much stronger there. So that's awesome. Thank you. Do you have any advice for for players that are dealing with failures, like if you were to reach one of those goals and, and you have a failure come up, how do you move past it? Or um, are you not good at it? <laughs> Seems like you I, are. I think it's something you have to learn and it's a process. Um, for me personally, uh, I've always, you know, looked at the MJ quotes and he's, you know, my favorite player of all time. And just like, I've failed at this, this, and this, but that's what's made me the best player. And, and so I think embracing that failure and looking at, it's not a failure, it's a learning opportunity. And, um, you know, um, I hate to lose more than I like love to win, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think, um, winning, obviously you can learn a lot, but losing is where you find yourself and where you find, um, your greatest strengths and qualities and, and you have to dig deep and, And, um, I think, you know, for a lot of players and from the outside perspective, it's easy to see the tip of the iceberg and and the success, but you haven't seen the ups and downs and the little failures and and here and there and grinding through it and, and being able to look at it as a learning opportunity. And I think that mentality I've had to learn and I'm still learning and I'm still growing at it. Um, but also I didn't do it by myself and, you know, looking at mentors and, and coaches who have, who are older and have been through that and players that are older and been through that, just getting advice from them here and there and them uplifting you, I think is also very important. Like you don't have to do it by yourself. You, she brings up such a good point. Like just not being afraid to talk to others about 
their experiences and learning. Like one of the best things that you can do is crowdsource and talk to the, your teammates. And I don't know, I just feel like it, you learn from their experiences. They learn from you. And like, it can only make you feel not only more comfortable with, with it, but you just feel like you're learning and growing and that's like what you want to continue doing. So it's just really smart. And I guess at that, this point, like, do you have any goal, big goals for this year or next year that you set for yourself? Um, I think I have goals as a, obviously an individual player and then also, uh, goals as part of a a team. And, um, I always, I always look at those and how can my individual goals help the team? So every day, um, looking at a goal, you know, you always hear Carly Lloyd saying like, I getting better each and every day. And so going to training, having the mentality of like, okay, I'm going to get better at, um, you know, playing the ball without my foot, I'm going to focus on that today. And I think before training, having an idea and setting small goals before, you know, I, the bigger, biggest goal for me right now would be, you know, winning the national championship with my team. But how are the small goals as an individual player each and every day training going to help get to reach that goal? Um, And so I think like looking at it as an individual, obviously um, going to as many camps as possible with the full team, um, you know, Obviously, uh, end of the year with the the draft coming up, um, I want to be able to have great seasons in order to be the first or second pick. You know, that's always been a, a goal of mine. And but honestly, I couldn't reach those goals without my teammates. Like I said, pushing me every day. And so, how can I help them to help me? And so, that's kind of my mentality and um, how I set my goals. You know, long term and short term. I love that. Now, it seems like you are grinding all year round and it just never stops because you're (laughs) literally grinding for two separate teams as well as trying to finish college. How do you, um, I guess, what is your, your version of rest and how do you recover and stay healthy through all this? Because a lot of girls that we, that follow us play on multiple teams and they're just constantly go, go, go. And they don't even allow themselves rest days within the week. So what's your way of kind of balancing rest and work because you have a lot of the work side (laughs) (laughs) of course um I think obviously it's it's embracing that grind but you need to give your mind and and your body a break and I think throughout the years um I've been able to kind of listen to my body and my mind when I do need a break and and learning how to do that and I'm still you know not great at that um I think if you have big goals and aspirations you feel like you need to be doing stuff every day, but maybe that's not the best for your mental health or your body. Um, I think, you know, I might take a, if I, if I take a week off, I'll come back and I'm, I'm refreshed. My body's refreshed and I'll I'll play better than I would have if I continued grinding through that. So I think it's definitely finding a balance, but I'll never go a week. Um, or our team will never go a, a week without, at least one or two off days. Um, and in those off days, uh, I always think of, you know, my body and my mind and it's always for me in the mornings, if, you know, I want to grind and get stuff done, that's, that's great. Get it done first. So then the rest of the day I can prioritize, how am I going to help my mind recover in terms of, do I want to, you know, take a nap or even, you know, <laughs> watching mindless TV because, mm. um, I think, you know, Netflix, everyone loves to do that and, mm. and stuff like that. Um, but then, you can still get better every day um, or or you can still get better on the off days um, 
with your body, I think just recovering, um, rolling out, stretching, yoga, stuff like that, even though you're not specifically working on soccer craft, that's still helping you with injury prevention, keeping your muscles fresh, stuff like that, that will help you, um, ultimately on and off the field and in your goals. I love that. doesn't always have to be a hard day to be a day where you get better, which is yeah, so exactly. important to know. I feel um, like when we were in school, that wasn't something that people... That was not the mentality. No. Yeah. And now I think it's becoming more and more like, uh, not obvious, but just out like out there that people yeah. are speaking up about it because it's so important. Yeah, You no. need those off days. You need that Netflix. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it helps. For sure. Exactly. Um, yeah. Guys, do we want to do some rapid fire to finish, finish up? Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's not that rapid. You can take your time. okay i'll i'll start what is your favorite pump up song oh gosh um you know i don't have a specific song but i honestly love kanye i've always listened to kanye for for good pump up i get he's crazy but that's what music you have to listen to to he's crazy talented (laughs) exactly he's a musical genius at least so (laughs) what's um what's your favorite soccer memory Oh gosh. Um, Big or small? I think obviously one of them has to be winning that national championship. Um, just I'd the like work to think that, that would be on there. <laughs> just the work that that was put into that. But I think um, another one personally would be that first call up in, into the full team camp. Just, you know, that's always been top, top of the list. And so that first time was just surreal. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, do you have any playing superstitions? Um, I'm not a super like superstitious person. Um, but the one thing I have to have, and everyone knows this, is I have to have like espresso before games. I will really? show up. I will show up to a game with my coffee. Um, you know, in the locker room, and it, it's it's funny because obviously before COVID, it'd be kind of like this like science experiment in the team, like what did Jalen get today? Like, how strong is it? You know, and <laughs> so everybody would be like trying it and stuff. Um, so that's like, honestly, the one thing is, is I have to have my coffee before games. Do you and have so, your own like espresso machine? Oh yeah. Nespresso, Keurig, whatever. Oh, I have a on lot it. of them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just in case one breaks, I guess. Yeah. You need a backup. <laughs> what is your favorite pregame meal? Not the coffee beans. <laughs> um, who definitely have to be pancakes i love like when they have pancakes it, it could be you know three o'clock and i'd still be eating pancakes yep. so just getting what, those carbs and it fills me up what toppings any anything specific uh strawberries bananas syrup peanut nice. butter yeah <laughs> so good yeah. um who is who is your favorite teammate to travel with teammates to travel with mm-hmm. um I would have to say uh, my roommates, um, they're on my team. And even though I see them every day, we always make jokes, like, especially now I see them 24 hours a day, but we can get like irritated with each other, but it just makes it that much better when we can, you know, travel, get outside of here and, and make those memories together. Yeah, you really got to like find the teammates that you can both hate each other sometimes and still be okay. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, on the field, you know, we're going to, tear each other apart but then in the apartment we're gonna be cooking uh dinner together you know so (laughs) who's who's your favorite teammate to play with 
Um, I would say right now it'd be Zhizhou. Um, I don't know if you guys know her, but she's from, from China and the potential she has is, is crazy. She's already amazing. And I think that's the great thing about Florida state is there's so many different cultures and so many different playing styles and being able to learn from that. And, you know, coming from China, um, she's super technical, very smart and being able to see that each and every day and learn from her each and every day has, has been amazing. That's awesome. Um, what teammate makes you laugh the most? Oh gosh. Um, you know what? We have a lot of, we have a lot of characters on the team, but <laughs> I, I would say, uh, either my roommate, uh, Kristen McFarland, um, or, uh, Leilani Desbeth in, in the midfield. Uh, they're both just very funny, very outgoing, always, you know, smiling, lightening the mood. And I think that's important on a team too. Definitely. What about, um, on the national team who makes you laugh the most? <laughs> um, you know, a lot of them do for different reasons. Um, I would say, uh, you know, uh, Pino is super funny, just always outgoing, always laughing, making people laugh. Crystal Dunn, hilarious. Um, Emily Sonnet, and you know, even even Becky has her her own sense of humor that just cracks <laughs> me up. Um, so I, I think it's a cool dynamic because you know they all have their own sense of humor, but um, it, it's it's really funny. There's goofballs at every level. Yeah. And they're very Sometimes. much needed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, who's your favorite team? Um, men's or women's? Whatever. Literally any sport, whatever. Um, my favorite soccer team would be Man City. Um, probably, probably men's. And then uh, women's would be, would be tough. Um, but I'd have to say, uh, Leon, um, I love Amadine Henre. I've always looked up to her as a holding mid. And, um, so I think definitely Leon for the women's team. Love that. What, what's your favorite stadium to play in? Um, I would, I would have to say, I have to say, you know, the Knowles stadium, our, our, our stadium here. Uh, you have a nice stadium there. Oh my God. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it feels like home. I think that's why, obviously, just we practice every day in it. Uh, We play our games in it. Lots of great memories. So I have to say our our stadium here. Is it grass or turf? Grass. Yeah, I was was hoping and I kind of knew it was going to be. But you imagine turf in Florida? No. You could make pancakes for the (laughs) pregame meal. You're so right. Like your studs would melt off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you didn't play pro soccer what would be your dream job um uh, I always uh I love helping people and helping the next generation I think that's something um I'm really passionate about and um I think something uh, honestly I want to do after my career as well um is either obviously I'm minoring in public administration so being some sort of athletic director to help um, student athletes uh, as they as they grow in, in that next generation um, and then obviously being an advocate for growing women's sports and, and growing um, women's soccer specifically because uh, I think obviously right now that's that's a huge topic and something I've always been passionate about two very important things uh, so the last question to wrap it up what is your biggest soccer girl problem Oh gosh. Um, my <laughs> She's biggest like, where soccer do I girl begin? Problem. Yeah, right. Um, 
wearing shin guards. I absolutely hate, hate wearing shin guards. That's and such a midfielder thing, isn't it? Yeah, not? yeah, All, I think it is. Every on every team I've ever so played, the mid, the midfielder socks were like halfway up, and the shin guard was like just about ready to flop <laughs> off, or it was like all the way on the side of their shin. How <laughs> big is your shin guards right now? Yeah, midfield shin guards this big. Maybe Are they like little, 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 <laughs> little, yeah. little shin guards? <laughs> yeah, shin guards, and I'm like, that's not even where I get kicked anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, I, I'm very it's notorious that I will always forget my shin guards at, at oh, practice that's funny that's a good one well thank you so much for coming on and talking with us we really appreciate it and we're so excited to continue to watch you just crushing it and and have a really successful and amazing career so hopefully we get to see you play in person someday soon <laughs> fingers course, crossed yeah. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for uh having me on and and great questions and i'm a huge fan of your page and like i said um thank you so much oh we can't wait to watch you in the draft i'm so pumped yeah. <laughs> well uh we'll keep in touch for sure definitely awesome. sounds great we hope you awesome. have a great rest of your day thank you so much you guys thank too you. bye right, bye, bye. bye.